Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn podcast, hosted by Matt Hallisey and Al Horn. This is the only entrepreneurial podcast that helps you take the most important step to finally achieving financial and personal freedom. What is that step? Well, it's the very next step you need to take. It doesn't matter whether you've started a business but aren't profitable, or you've only just now thought about starting a business for the first time. You can design your new life in just a short period of time. We both started multiple profitable businesses, and we're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of. The crazy thing is you don't need to be especially talented, experienced, smart, or even lucky to make this happen. You just have to take the first step that's in front of you. So grab a drink and join us while we discuss our own journeys from working for other people as employees to living our dream lifestyle as business owners. We share our successes, our failures, and the simple formula we've discovered to go from starting from nothing to having our own profitable business in just a short period of time. We're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of, but we're always scared to go after. Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn Podcast. So one of the things that um, new entrepreneurs, you know, face initially, that's kind of one of the most daunting things, obviously, is getting, you know, in getting their business off the ground is the cost of promoting their business. And I know, you know, when I started my business back in the day, and I'm sure you did too, it was like, all right, we need to get the name out. And, you know, you can't make money unless you spend money. And so, you know, back pre-internet, it was like, all right, you can, you have a choice. And this is why I did this professionally. You have a, you can put stuff on radio, on TV. You can advertise in newspapers and magazines, billboards, direct mail, any number of things. Mm. And then the internet hit. And now you can actually, you know, go to very, very niche specific websites. And now kind of the whole industry, unfortunately, is owned by Facebook and Google for the most part. I mean, 98% of the market for the most part. And so when you're starting a business, especially if it's an information product, let's say you're a coach, uh, a life coach or something like that, it's like you got need to get your name out and you have a choice. You can either, you know, spend every day of your life, every hour of the day going to as many meetup groups, hoping to publicize what you do and, you know, that people would turn in and, and hire you or you can advertise and try to get things that way. But that thing tends to be expensive. I know the first time I did internet advertising, it was just a bath. I might as well have just taken a pile of cash and burned it because the ROI was, I think, identical. It was, it was pretty pathetic. Um, and it's for somebody that did media planning before, I was highly ashamed of myself. But we're going to talk about today, one of the things that I've learned in my life is that sometimes the biggest breakthroughs <clears throat> that you make aren't when you know the answer to something, <clears throat> but when you know the right question to ask. And a lot of people are trying to figure out you know, what's the answer? How do I make, um, how do I make money through advertising? In other words, if I spend a thousand dollars, how can I make more money than a thousand dollars enough to make it worth it? But that's not really the question. The real question you want to ask yourself is, do you really have to pay for advertising to be successful? 
And when you take a step back, you know, your initial gut reaction is to say, no, you don't. Well, of course you do. Yeah. I mean, duh, like, you know, things aren't free. You have to pay for, you know, what you're doing. But is that really the case? Um, and one of the things that I found when I worked in an ad, uh, in an ad agency was we had two parts of our ad agency. We had our advertising arm. That's the one that I worked in. Um, so you have billable hours and we pay for ads and things like that. But we had our public relations arm. And that, what most people don't realize in that ad agency, our PR arm was the one that made us more money. Um, mm. But it was one that, that it didn't really cost us. There wasn't a whole lot of cost on our end. So we would, we would have billable hours for our PR flax I don't, they don't like being called PR flax, but, um, but really a lot of the work that they did didn't involve outflows of money. So like on our advertising arm, let's say that you spent a hundred thousand dollars advertising, we would charge, you know, a hundred, we would charge you 120,000 or 130,000. And then we would pay a hundred thousand of the advertising and that 30, 20 to 30,000 is our arbitrage. And that's, you know, kind of where we made money, paid employees, paid for electricity, et cetera. Whereas the PR side, you know, you'd have billable hours, but they would get your business publicized for free. Now, back before the internet, a lot of it was press releases. I mean, it wasn't all press releases, but one of them were press releases, um, getting you on the wire, you know, getting you like, get, basically getting you publicity for free. And so they could get you into newspapers and do things like that via press releases, but they would also get you, um, they would get you free publicity in the market you're at. So let's say, for example, I worked in an ad agency in Youngstown, Ohio, of all places, real crap hole of a town. I don't think anybody, even the people that live in Youngstown don't wanna live in Youngstown. Um, and that's just a fact. But let's say that you have a local, um, a local bank there. And I think we had a bank there as one of our customers. Um, and we wanna do publicity. We wanna get, you know, get their name out there for something. We're not gonna sit here and do an ad for them we're going to get them on TV. We're going to get them on the local news. And so we have a, we had a Rolodex of clients, you know, we had a Rolodex of contacts. Um, and so we would call up the news stations and we'd get one of them to do a hit and to, to interview them in the studio or to come to their bank. It could be a grand opening, you know, for one of their branches. It could be a, whatever the excuse is. We'll find a, we'll find a, a plausible reason for them to get interviewed. And they do it for free. Like these TV stations don't charge us. They don't charge you like a thousand dollars to get you on there. Um, if you can provide compelling content, something that'll help their ratings, they're going to do it for free. And so when I started building my business, it was like, I would start to advertise and you'd start to have this like constant fight of like, all right, I'm getting better at advertising and make and being more efficient with it. But it's like, it's still very, very difficult to spend a hundred dollars and to make 150. It's just not an easy thing to do. Um, eight, 10 years ago, it was a lot easier, but then Facebook and Google started figuring it out and they, and they started making it more expensive to target your people. And then I had that realization. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, that's not what we did back in the day. When I worked in this agency, they didn't do what I'm doing, but I need to do what they were doing. And so then I started to focus on like, what are some things that I can do to um, to get on to, you know, basically get publicity out there for free. So in today's episode, we're going to kind of talk about, and it's going to be a shorter episode. We're going to talk about not the specific vehicles that we did to do that. We're going to do that in our next episode, 
but we're going to talk about why it's important and kind of what your experience about that as well is. And just your thoughts in general on the idea of paid advertising versus unpaid advertising, for lack of a better term. So Al, kind of what, mm. what's your take you know, based on kind of how we started this off? Well, interesting. Um, it, it is a, it's a big subject. Um, there's a lot to it, of course. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, but I would say the most important thing is to have a crystal clear understanding and vision for what you want to accomplish with this uh, strategy, if you will, okay? And I could say what I've said before, which is count the number of eyeballs and divide by two, but that's a bit simplistic. I would say, <clears throat> first of all- And you're not counting for people that wear eye patches, so. Yeah, no, well, there's always a fudge factor, you know, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what I mean by a strategy is <clears throat> it isn't enough to just say, uh, you know, count the number of eyeballs and divide by two. It's what do you really want to accomplish? Okay. And you could be breaking that down into a number of different areas. Are you looking for butts in seats, so to speak, that old expression? Um, are you looking for the number, you know, X number of widgets sold? Are you branding? Are you, uh, are, you, are you creating word of mouth, uh, goodwill? Um, are you, are you uh, 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 building, uh, going, you're building on what you're doing to go to the next level and the next level? So there's a variety, you know, there, there's some basics there that you need to be aware of on, on one side and on the other side, okay, is who are you promoting to? Do you really understand who your ideal client is or the demographics of the type of person or company that has a need? Are you, are you, uh, are you, do you really have the stats and the understanding of the medium that you're working through, okay? And we haven't even started to talk about content and message and impact and all those other great things that go along with really getting your message to be effective. So, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts to this. Yeah, so what, like one of the things, when you, when you first started to look at you know, trying to publicize either your business or some of the ventures or, you know, you have a really big, for those that don't know, you have a really big meetup group or meetup group, meetup network, um, where at the very least you're like a major connector. Like if you wanted to get somebody's name out, <clears throat> you have the ability to do that at a pretty large scale. Well, I can reach over 70,000 people on meetup. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's one of these things where like, if you really want to help somebody out, you have the ability to really get their name out there. And how much does it cost you? Well, it, it just costs a little time and most of that's automated. So um, I can do it pretty effectively and pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, reaching uh, this particular niche, which is the meetup audience, okay? But it has to be done a certain way. 
You have to create, you can't do it by just putting a message out. That's spam, okay? And it's not even really <clears throat> uh, effective and or uh, uh, welcomed on Meetup. You have to set up an event, okay? Now it's an online event nowadays, of course. It's not, let's get together at the Starbucks or anything. It's an online event, but you have to have an event. It has to appeal to a certain degree to the types of people demographically and so forth that are in the particular meetup groups. And the reason I can reach that many people on meetup is because I'm the co-organizer or event organizer or organizer of over 15 different groups. And if you take all the people in those 15 different groups, it, it's about 70,000. So I'm not gonna go into too many details, but it has to be done the right way to have any kind of effectiveness. And that's, I think that applies to all promotion and advertising to speak of. Yeah, and let's just talk about that. So you have you know, 70,000 people that you serve as kind of a, a principal connector for, and you said that it has to be done the right way. Why, why is that? Why can't you just send out, and it's gonna sound like a dumb question, but I think it needs to be addressed because the people who are listening to this kind of wanna understand the reason why. Why, do you do, why not just send out a spam and just say, hey, there's this really cool guy who's an accountant or does this and that, you guys should sign up for his business. Why, why won't that work? Well, like every every messaging medium, okay, there are there are uh, rules first of all, um, and that includes Facebook, that includes uh, uh, you know uh, Google uh, search, that includes any any way that you can reach out to 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 make an impact or to get the attention. This is the attention economy, right? Any, any way you reach it, every medium has its own rules, okay, number one, and every medium has its own method, okay? So if you, for example, if you start spamming people, not only will you not be effective, let's say you're spamming people via email, whether it's through Meetup or whether it's through uh, email lists that you've purchased, or whether it's to some degree through Facebook, if you start spamming, and by spamming, I mean you're sending a message out to somebody with something that they're probably not interested in, and you're doing it in a way that's obviously a nag, obviously an interruption, not only will you not get a very good return on your investment of time and effort and money to some degree, uh, but you'll probably be pissing people off. So even if, <clears throat> even if you have a good product and a good service, if you don't do it properly, not only will you be not getting the ROI that you want, but you'll probably be Pre preventing yourself from ever contacting that person again in the future with anything, even if they do need it, even if they do need it, they're not going to pay attention to. And uh, for example, right now, there's a lot, you know, email marketing is still considered to be one of the most effective ways cost-wise and impact-wise to reach people. But let's face it, email marketing is really gone downhill 
um, it's less effective because people are overwhelmed with emails and spam and uh, and uh, and scams and spam and 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 annoyance annoyed, and they don't have the time to open up emails. Uh, so uh, you really have to. You really comes down to having a, an effective strategy, understanding who your audience is and what their needs are having the right content to appeal to them psychologically and uh, and having and having and doing it the right way for the medium that you're working in okay and I'm not talking about traditional media now I'm not talking about uh, what you were calling PR where you're trying to get the you're trying to get uh, a, a major website or a major influencer or you're, you're, you're attempting to reach, uh, you know, the news channels or AP or UP, UPI or, or any of these big, big uh, uh, media outlets, okay? I'm not talking about that. Um, but those, the principles still apply, but that's a different, that's a different ball game. Yeah, so let's talk, I think you brought up a good point of like, if you spam people, they're just going to get turned off. They're not going to buy from you even if they do need your product they're probably going to look to everybody but you and you know my initial thought is well they're just going to lose respect for you but let's talk a little bit more about why people i mean you have seventy thousand people in your within grasp those seventy thousand people don't really have to be part of your meetup group they could be doing other things there's always opportunity costs for anything you do but they're on your they're in your network for a reason right what are they hoping to gain as being a part of one of the meetup groups? Or, you know, they don't look at it saying, hey, I'm in Al's network. Um, but what, what are the, you know, the thing that they're willing to, like you put, they're willing to add more emails to their inbox for events you have, whether they're online or eventually in person or what have you. Mm-hmm. you know, what are they, you know, what they have a choice every time they get one of your emails is, should I unsubscribe? Like we all do. Every time I get an email, and it's not of direct interest. I'm like, all right, well, you know, do I want to keep, I, I, even for a brief second, I think, do I want to keep getting these emails? And sometimes the answer is, nah, I'm done. I'll go to the, I'll find the invisible unsubscribe link on the bottom. Um, the one that's always really hard to see and in one point font, um, you know, or I'll just, you know, just delete it right away. But they're staying in your network. I mean, they see value in it. So when they get an email from you, what are they hoping to gain? Like what, what, what helps them? Well, you have to understand the medium, okay? It, it, each one of these meetup groups is kind of like a Facebook group or a Reddit group. They join that particular meetup because they're interested in the subject. They're interested in connecting with other people that are also interested in that particular subject. So you got to understand that if, if, if I am an event organizer for a meetup, that is about, uh, let's say, singles, singles people, right? Then, and, and I am. Uh, so let's say I have a meetup group of 5,000 people that are in a singles meetup group, okay? You gotta, you're gonna have a pretty good idea that the thing that they want, that they're paying attention to has to do with that particular subject. So you want, don't wanna bring up, hey, this guy's a good CPA, 
they're not in that meetup group to meet CPAs or to get their taxes done or anything like that. So uh, there's that factor, okay, is speaking to what your audience is interested in. And that's all about the subject of the meetup group and to a certain degree, the demographics of the meetup group. So I and think that, apply, that applies to <clears throat> other, other uh, organizations and entities also. When I hear that, the first thing that pops in my head is they're going there. They're not going there because it's a trade show, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I go to a trade show, I understand I'm going to walk into that big convention center or conference room or whatever it is. And there's going to be booths of people selling nutraceuticals or tax service or, you know, coffee or whatever it is. Right. And I understand mm -hmm. what I'm walking into. Like they're there, it's they're there to sell it. There might be some interesting goods. I might find something that I like. My wife goes to art shows, <clears throat> like an art walk, and she'll see different art and she loves art. So that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But then once in a while, she walks away with a piece of art. Like she may want to get something there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you go to a job fair. I mean, that's the epitome of it, right? You go to a job fair and everybody's promoting their company and you decide, okay, is this someplace I don't want to work? Do I like this person? But they're there with an acknowledged possibility that, yeah, they, they very well might be there to buy something. And they understand that everybody else in that group is selling their wares. But in, in a meetup group, it's different. Like you just said, like, you can't just say, oh, here I am and I'm an accountant. You know, it's almost tax time, let's sign up. They're there for a reason. Like they're hoping to gain something. And I, you know, I always use the analogy of forest full of hunters. It's like, if you go into a forest and all the people in the forest are hunters with rifles, but there's no animals, there's no game, mm -hmm. then, you know, you're really just there shooting at each other. It just becomes a glorified, adult, you know, paintball game in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But for meetup groups, they're there, they're, they're either there because, you know, they want to, maybe they're there under the mistaken impression that if they're there, they can sell, they can make money or, or close a deal or whatever. But sometimes it's just, you know, meeting new people. They want to get out of the house. Sometimes it's, um, depending on the nature of the meetup, sometimes there's a skill involved. I've been to some meetups where they, where they really just work on public speaking and help you better communicate what you're doing. Um, you know, look at uh, exceptional entrepreneurs. They sort of do that, but it's very rigid, but it helps you kind of develop certain skills where the other ones, they, you know, they work on other things. So like mm -hmm. I went to one on, and I haven't gone to it since they've gone virtual really, but, um, there's other ones, right? I used to do it every Friday morning. In fact, I would be there this morning if it weren't virtual, um, where they teach you really advanced marketing techniques. So it's not advertising, but there's very specific things you can do that like cutting edge marketing companies are doing right now that most of the general public isn't aware of. Mm -hmm. And you go there to learn that. So you can start to adapt things in your business. <clears throat> but if somebody came up into that marketing in that group and just said, and just started blatantly just trying to sell themselves, it would be a massive turnoff. And, and, and to, to their credit, I think most of the, the groups that I go to, if that happened, they would probably just say, look, you know what? We don't want you back, <laughs> you know? So it turns off their members. And like, if, if you allow that as an organizer, then you're gonna lose members because they think that you're endorsing that type of behavior or mm -hmm. those actions. Mm -hmm. And so I think when it comes to, to traditional media, so let's say we talk about, um, I'm not gonna say newspapers because there's not really newspapers anymore. I can't even believe we're saying this, but 
websites or blogs or you know podcasts whether they're audio podcasts video podcasts whatever platform people are deciding they're going to consume content um there's like you i think you put it really well is that there's unwritten rules that you need to obey but people are coming to consume your content with with certain very basic assumptions so for example you know like the biggest the most widely watched podcast in the world is joe rogan and he never mm -hmm. says this at all but the people that watch his podcast you know he just does it because he, he just you know he doesn't he's not trying to make millions of dollars you know he's already made his money mm. he just wants to talk to interesting people mm -hmm. like he, he gets a chance to sit down and talk to people that are really interesting and they have some of them have opinions that are just seem way out there but it's like he gets a chance to actually kind of understand where they're coming from and it's like that's that's his way of just you know enjoying his life you know it's kind of his retirement job for lack of a better term mm -hmm. um you know, and then you look at other ones and it's like, you know, there's, there's whatever, whatever situation you're on, there's always kind of unwritten rules. Mm -hmm. So like another podcast that I watch occasionally, there's a guy, Pat McAfee, who's, um, and I, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, the, the locals there, they call themselves Yinzers and they have just the, the, the thickest accent you can imagine, but they're just very blue collar, kind of in your face, very, br not brash, but just brusque, like blunt and he does a sports show but it's like with that kind of modality on it and so it's him and his buddies all his friends grown up those are the people that run the show like the guy who's running the audio is his best friend from high school <laughs> the guy that is you know doing all the other stuff that's another friend from high school i mean these aren't this guy used to be a professional football player none of the guys are from his pro team they're all his like neighborhood buddies and they literally are just sitting around talking about stuff as if you're just sitting in a bar in a in a you know blue collar area of Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the unwritten rule. If you show up on his like, and if you show up on his show and he interviews you, he's not going to be this polished guy asking you like journalistic questions. In fact, he laughs. He's like, "I'm not a journalist. Are you kidding me?" Mm -hmm. But like, if you challenge him, he's gonna like. If you just say, "Okay, Pat, that's you know real nice question," nice, and he'll 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 come after you. Like, mm -hmm. if you're sitting here in a bar like insulting his girlfriend, like he'll totally do it. And there's unwritten rules, so you kind of know what you're getting into. And so, if you're an advertiser on that show, you kind of understand what you're advertising on. And I think when it comes to, you know, having not, you know, when we're talking about ways where you can um, actually promote your business without paying for it, you know, it's not so much understanding how do I get an ROI on it, but you have to say what is the what is the person who's consuming the content when you get when you're on. If you're watching or listening to something and somebody is getting either their product service or name promoted on it, you have to understand that there is there, there are unwritten rules for that. And so you have mm -hmm. to follow that. So, you know, sometimes it's a meetup group and, you know, kind of the unwritten rules, you show up, you don't really say a whole lot, <laughs> you know, you show up regularly and people realize, okay, that you're, you're a normal person and you don't, you don't have ulterior motives. And that's a big thing to establish first. Because the last thing you want to do is show up to a meetup group and be handing out your card to everybody, walk away and never show up again. I've seen people, more people do that than I can count. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, you know, it makes you lose respect for them. And you realize, okay, well, they're not really out there because they care about expanding their network. They just care about using me for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. um, so when we talk about in our next, in our next session, where we're going to talk about the specific vehicles, and that's just an advertising word, you could say mediums or media or whatever, but in advertising, we call them vehicles. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. vehicles use, we have to understand that there's an unwritten rule to it. And as long as you're able to obey and adhere to those unwritten rules, you can quickly build credibility and you can start to get people to really like you or relate to you or want to do business with you potentially. And you don't even have to say anything about your business, you know, at all. You just have to, you have to kind of be one of these people that kind of just fits in. Hmm. Um, and so um, anyway, it's, yeah, I was watching the show. This doesn't seem like it has a whole lot in common, but I was watching the show the other day on Netflix. There was a show called Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. Yes, I've seen it's, it. Oh, it's a great show. And, and by the way, I'm never going to Paraguay after seeing their prison. Like that's the worst thing that I've ever seen in the world. That's crazy. There's a few others that are almost as bad. Yeah, that one's the worst one though. South Africa was no picnic either. Um, but anyway, so, but one of the things he finds is he, and he talks about it is he says, there's like, when he goes in, he talks about like, there's unwritten rules in every prison. And so when he goes in, the first thing he asks is, what are the unwritten rules? Like, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of them are this, you know, kind of the same. They're like, shut up, help out, you know, do the small things. Don't rat on us, <laughs> you know, kind of all the same unwritten rules. And so quickly, it's like, when you go in, you keep your head down, you don't act like you're afraid, you help out with whatever you need to help out with. If there's a prison boss, you do what he says, don't talk back. And quickly, you know, you're going to, you're, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> but if all of a sudden you decide you're going to start breaking these unwritten rules, well, th there's going to be some trouble. Now in the meetup groups, we're not going to start shiving you in the back under normal circumstances, depending on the meetup group, maybe that might happen. But when you go on and, you know, when you, when you go into other vehicles that, that you can get free publicity for, you have to adhere to those unwritten rules and that's the part where I think a lot of people, when they're in a rush and they're a type A personality and they're trying to get their business up, they just trample roughshod over these unwritten rules because they're like, I just need to make revenue. I want to, you know, let's go. Come on. I want to hurry up. Let's go. Let's make money. And you're not really investing in doing the things you need to do to actually earn the respect of people who are consuming the content or attending a meetup group or reading an email or, you know, whatever it is to a point where they're immediately gonna like, respect you and wanna do business with you, but, or just associate themselves with you, mm -hmm. you know, or have you as a contact, have you as somebody they like talking to, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And, um, and part of it is, you know, it's a, it's a long-term investment. Like you may not know, it might be something where you go to this meetup group and you, you know, there's nothing really happening. You're not gaining any customers, but it might be six months down the line where they meet somebody who says, hey, this is the perfect guy, you know, and they hook you up with something because they trust mm -hmm. you, because mm -hmm. they understand that you're there, you know, to either be part of the group or to help out, or you're just, you don't, at the very least, you don't have ulterior motives. And so I think what, you know, you had mentioned about rules of the road, I think are really important, you know, you know, you don't want to piss people off. You don't want to lose respect. You don't want them to say, I'll buy that product, but just off of anybody except him. Mm -hmm. you know i think it's really important um so all right so with that being said i think we're gonna we're, i want to talk a little bit about the specifics but we're gonna move, we're gonna talk about that in our next episode and there's a few different areas um and this is the area that i really want to talk about so i really today i wanted to set the, the stage and really talk about why it was important to really consider ways to you know to basically 
build your business without spending a nickel in advertising and why it's important and kind of things you have to consider ahead of time. So we ended kind of on understanding the rules of the road and that's kind of the gist of what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. But in our next episode, we're gonna talk about the actual vehicles. And I'm sure that's what most people are here to listen to and try to try to take notes. And, and if you're the type A personality, you're like, all right, Matt, get on with it. Like, you know, I wanna, I wanna do that. But in our next episode, we're gonna talk about specific vehicles you can use um, to basically build your business without spending any money whatsoever and then how to actually effectively do that. And these are, these are things that literally anybody that's starting a business or running an existing business can start doing. So anything else you want to close out with Al before we, uh, before we sign off this episode? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think that's, that's good for now. All right. So with that being said, my name is Matt. And I am Al. And we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you for joining us today on the Halicean Horn podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to finally take control of where your life is going by joining us on the road to entrepreneurship. The path to your new amazing destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of the people around you because you're finally taking control of your life and making the choice to claim your new destiny. We'd love to help you in any way we can along your journey. So take a minute to reach out to us. You'll find our contact information in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as the newest episode drops. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Don't wait. Do it now. Can't wait to meet up for our next episode, and we'll see you soon.